0: My mic arm twanged for unknown reasons. Great. Yeah. So if it punches me in the face unexpectedly, we might get some fun audio out of that.
1: Welcome to Midlight Crisis, a real podcast where three grown adults reread books from our teens, and it's totally cool. (laughs) I'm Sophie and i am the proud owner well proud okay of uh, probably up to like three or four twilight fan fiction from 2008 uh and my young adult novel name this week is a difficulty of diamond and housing <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so good so good <laughs>
2: I'm Sam, formerly known as Friday from the hit YouTube channel uh, from 2009, known as Breaking Twilight. Uh, and my YA title of today is The Dragon of Shadows
0: and Assassins. See, that one's way more badass than yours, though, Sophie. <laughs> the fact that it's plural,
2: it's plural assassins is just so good. I mean, who doesn't want a horde of dragon assassins? Not me. Never mind. <laughs> we'll take
0: it back. <laughs> That sounds horrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. I'm Hannah, and I still pay far too much attention whenever I see a silver Volvo on the road. And my YA book title of the week is The Throne of Roses and Red Brick Barns.
1: (laughs) Do you think it's made of red brick barns? or
0: (laughs) The roses or the throne?
1: Uh... (laughs)
0: both probably is the throne made of bricks or like whole barns anyway very important we'll get back to this later yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> we'll come back with updates <laughs> yeah so uh this week year decade uh, we are starting by reading the most iconic of the books from our teenhood which is of course twilight We are reading it in preparation of cross-referencing it with the Midnight Sun release, which is coming up soon or may have already been released, depending on when this comes out. But we've read the first chapter of Twilight, and we are ready to give our first impressions. So does anyone have any impressions, first or otherwise? Did anyone remember this book at all?
2: (laughs) Sadly, I remembered too much of it. (laughs) Oh! Do tell. No, um, I don't know. I, I can see why high school me loved this so much. And when I say I love this so much, like it was an obsession. If you meet anyone from who knew me from high school, it was a it was a period of my life. We'll just leave it at that. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> um, reading it again, though, at the ripe age of 28, uh, it brings a whole lot of different perspective. And ultimately, my first impression of rereading it was <laughs> problematic.
0: Um, <laughs> your impression um, is problematic or the book is problematic sam <laughs> um
1: both <laughs> i feel like if we just looked at 2005 as a year we'd probably yeah. be like yeah all of it kind of problematic
0: yeah <laughs> it
2: yeah it was a time um but we can go more into that later for specifics sure. things <laughs>
1: I'm sure we'll read a lot about it being problematic in later chapters. (laughs) Absolutely. What about you, Hannah?
0: I actually enjoyed the first chapter a lot more than I was expecting to. I kind of came into it with a like, ah, Twilight, ha, uh, perspective that everybody in the world has apparently had for the last decade and change yeah <laughs> but like it was fun it's a uh, very dramatic uh which I'm sure we will get into but it was easy to read I can see why I enjoyed it when I was a teenager uh like yeah. Sam said I'm genuinely looking forward to continuing reading it so that's exciting
1: <laughs> I mean that is a bonus for sure yeah. <laughs> um yeah I mean similar first impressions I couldn't really believe how much was crammed into the one chapter Yeah, like by the end of the first chapter you were like damn like everything's all been set up already yeah we've already talked about her pretty much entire background Mm -hmm. all of her feelings about everything and we met all the vampires well yeah mostly (laughs) sorry spoilers Spoilers. there's vampires in this book book. came out
0: 15 years ago spoilers the book came out 15 (laughs) years ago
1: but spoilers yeah, so I guess uh before we dip in to more specifics. Uh, <laughs> I thought we talk about like what the YA novel brand, <laughs> I forgot the word, um the encompasses. The
2: yeah, genre.
1: <laughs> what the YA genre kind of means since it really only appeared uh with Twilight as Twilight, after Twilight. Yeah, um, But I know you're like way more knowledgeable on this
2: than I <laughs> just am, so if you want to tell us what <laughs> YA is, I would appreciate it. I wouldn't say I'm more knowledgeable, more that I've just like thrown myself into this topic full-heartedly, because even uh, as an adult, I still enjoy YA fantasy, or uh, YA literature in general, but more so YA fantasy, which tends to have negative feelings to it, and people are like, oh, you're too old, why are you reading about teenagers, da-da-da, so... I wouldn't call myself an expert, but I have researched the topic extensively to have good debate points. (laughs) (laughs) But, anyways, yeah, to Sophie's point, I think why I really did emerge with Twilight, I think it kind of started. A lot of people say Harry Potter was kind of the beginning of it, but I still argue that that. At the time was more middle grade and i feel like twilight especially with young girls is what got a lot of people into reading so it kind of brought into the book scene this entire new genre where you got um, things like the hunger games divergent the shadow hunter chronicles and now it's just expanded to the point where it's this huge section in the bookstores but it's primarily in my views, a marketing regime at this point.
1: Yeah, because, like, didn't like these kind of books existed before, basically, right? Yeah. But then they just decided to say, oh, we have to target books towards different ages. Yeah to be able to sell more books.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And like the best example of that well, that I can think of off the top of my head is um, the Mistborn trilogy by Brandon Sanderson. So Brandon Sanderson is typically a high fantasy author. His work is high fantasy. I've read the Mistborn trilogy. I wouldn't consider it YA just because of the reading level. It takes a lot to understand, but they're completely rebranding that book now, or I think it's been done over the last few years so that it has YA covers and it reaches out to the ya audience which is generally women and young girls so you're taking this normal high fantasy like really intense political themes world building all this stuff and they're remarketing it and now saying it's ya just to reach a whole new audience so that's wild well because so yeah i know that uh hannah and i do like a lot of
1: writing for fun <laughs> yeah. as opposed to Sam who does writing for work yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, fun also. yeah but I remember there was one time where I looked up I did like very surface looking into what the requirements are to write like a
0: mm-hmm.
1: 9 to 12 book or a mm-hmm. YA book or whatever what's the new one new adult new yeah. adult i was very confused yeah and so <laughs> nine to twelve are like kids books actually have some like rules about it but mm-hmm. as soon as you get into ya or anything like that it's just sort of like a shrug and they're like if you market it as ya mm-hmm. i think then it's ya and it's like okay well that's cool i guess <laughs> like you're just no hard and fast rules
2: no and like a lot of the times people are like, oh, it's, it's YA if it's about teenagers. And that's where like this new adult series came or genre, sorry, came in because you had people like Sarah J Mass and Leah Bardugo bringing in these characters that were kind of in their early 20s, but the books weren't considered high fantasy, but they couldn't consider them YA. So like it's this weird mix. And then it's like you have these high fantasy series. That feature 16-year-old girls like uh Mistborn and Nevernight. But because of the uh profanity, the um sexual contact, all that stuff in the books, they're high fantasy. So it's I don't know, it's so weird. <laughs> it's hard to describe. Yeah.
1: Well, it's it's similar to, I think, you know, not to get too intense on our very <laughs> first <laughs> episode. But it's know. Like what you know, what you see in like, you know we all have seen this in academia, like the fields that become more like female dominated Mm -hmm. are often start to be written off as like not serious or not as good as other things or as important. Like it just kind of expands everywhere. And I feel like that's because that's how, you know, romance has always been treated Mm -hmm. and YA and new adults have just kind of been roped into that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting how, anything that teenage girls and young women or even adult women like becomes quote-unquote bad whereas things that teenage boys like yeah those things are okay not exactly really sure where the distinction is beyond the obvious Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: yep (laughs) but that distinction in itself too is exactly what almost divides, I find, young adult and high fantasy. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, it's even if you look at, look at all the high fantasy authors, they're all white men. And if you look yep. at YA fantasy, and sorry, I, I use fantasy because I am predominantly a fantasy reader. So obviously I'm a more bit more biased to that subgenre of books. But as the example leads, a lot of YA fantasy is written by women. I can't even tell you one young adult fantasy novel I've read that was written by a man. The only books I've read by men are high fantasy. So
1: the idea of like an adult man writing a book geared towards teen girls Mm -hmm. just like filled me with such horror <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: oh you know what though i stand corrected though now thinking about that because as a teenager i used to read john green and john green wrote oh yeah a lot of contemporary young adult fiction but he wrote it very tastefully so i never saw a problem with that and he's also contemporary so a little. yeah that's
0: true yeah, yeah. Well, also consider rick riordan who's like percy jackson mm. and assorted series after that are true what I would consider kind of like the highest bar for YA in my personal experience. Yeah.
1: Right. I I don't, I don't know that any of his books are
0: technically YA though. I think they're all still nine to 12. Are they? That's also an interesting distinction is I tend to find that I prefer books that are marketed as like nine to 12 rather than like the YA ones. I think partly because I'm not especially interested in romantic subplots. You don't get as many of those in like preteen books. But they tend to be just as well-written. Um, like the Bartimaeus trilogy by Jonathan Stroud growing up, I believe, was marketed as a 9-12 to 12 book. I certainly yeah. read it around that age range. But it is still one of my favorite series. And just as like complex and the characters are just as good as anything written for teenagers or for adults. But it's marketed to children because something i don't know why because there's no romance
1: and how <laughs> could adults deal with that i mean there is how romance. Can
2: anyone but young women
1: <laughs> i clearly yeah it's feelings. interesting
2: those series
1: because i see where you're coming from with rick riordan but it's also like those series where they start 9 to 12 yeah mm-hmm. like harry potter is the classic example yeah right uh, But, yeah, because, like, the whole area is so nebulous. Yeah. It's just so weird to have it split into so many different genres. (laughs) Again, marketing. Marketing. (laughs) Gotta get the kids into it. (laughs) Ugh. Yeah. Gotta make sure we have different books for every age.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: I'm on the uh, young adult fiction Wikipedia page for context. And there's an interesting quote here that I kind of think sums up what we're saying which is that with an increase in number of teenagers the genre matured blossomed and came into its own with better written more serious and more varied young adult books than those published during the last two decades and that more varied i think is the key thing is just like where like where is the common thread it's not i don't i don't really know what it is is it the roman target audience is it just the fact that these are written for a specific target audience that unifies them all together i don't really know It's a mystery. It is a mystery. Anyway, to summarize, what is young adult? Nobody knows. Nobody
2: knows. (laughs) I think that's the best summary.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The good one.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Whatever book you feel like goes into young adult can go into young adult.
2: Yeah. And also read what you want. Like, who cares?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Just everything's good. I read 9 to 12 fiction
0: now. And I'm like. This is great. I yeah. love it. I I recently reread the Del Toro Quest series, which I consider required reading for anybody who likes fantasy. And it is even younger than the 9 to 12 range. It is like chapter oh, book good. level. Oh, Still really? absolutely one of my favorite series in the world. Still holds up even reading it as an adult. Like absolutely fantastic. So there's good literature to be found at any level. 100%, but yeah. the young adult stuff tends to be... At my personal sweet spot. And I think that's true for a lot of people. Yeah.
2: And it gets so much hate. Stop hating on YA people.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's good. I'll fight anyone who hates on YA or romance or any genre of any book or any media. Same. Like, Guys, just let people like what they like.
2: Exactly. Yep. Let people like things.
1: I do just want to say I have the Twilight Wikipedia page open. <laughs> I just oh. want to read. The first se- the first sentence of the development part, which okay. is just please. Um Meyer claims that the idea for Twilight came to her in a dream on June 2nd, 2003 <laughs> And I just I just want to unpack that. I don't really. I just want I just thought it was a good sentence.
0: That's amazing. do makes
2: you wonder like what was in the dream.
0: Oh, I know what was in the dream. Um it was <laughs> oh spoiler for 15 years ago. Uh catch up, folks, come on. Um, It was the scene where Edward and Bella are lying in the meadow and he is sparkling in the sunshine and they're discussing how much he wants to kill her and how difficult life is for him because of it.
2: Oh my God. I wanted to guess that it was that scene. (laughs) So I'm like really proud of myself right now, but also a little horrified, but fair. Yeah, okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine waking up from that dream and saying, I need to write this down. I have done that before. Not with vampires, with other things. I I had a dystopia dream before dystopia fiction was cool, and I was going to write it, and then I didn't. And now dystopia is oversaturated, and I'm not salty about this at all.
2: (laughs) It's not oversaturated
1: if done well. (laughs) Yeah. And then someone stole your idea for the Hunger Games. This is really fascinating. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Meyer wrote. Uh, From chapter 13 to the end chronologically, the last chapter of the first draft kept getting longer and longer. So she wrote epilogue after epilogue. Huh. <laughs> and then she realized she wanted to explore many events in the backstory. So she wrote a five to six chapter backstory that turned into 12 chapters. Wow. Oh my gosh. Wow. wow. She wrote it between June 2nd and August 29th. Wow.
0: That's impressive. First draft. Wow, how long is it? What's the word count on that? It's about one hundred and twenty thousand words. Wow, that's wow. I've done Nano twice, where you write fifty thousand words in a month, and they were a, all garbage, and b, took me so much work daily to get to that point. So writing one hundred and twenty thousand words in what, like, three months? That's really impressive.
1: Yeah, can we talk about how great Stephanie Meyer is? (laughs) Just (laughs) so I haven't. Listen, we all know that the best <laughs> book, Twilight's fine, but we all know that the best Stephanie Meyer book is The Host. Yes. And yes. we're all going to die next to each other on this hill. Yes. Yes. Fight, fighting no one because no one's going to argue with us.
0: No, this yeah. is a fact. It's not an opinion.
1: Dang. She got so much shit in 2005. I'm so mad. <laughs> Stephanie Meyer is such a good author.
2: I, yeah, and I think. It kind of it's a theme I've seen a lot too. Watching a lot of BookTube on YouTube, it's like people love to hate popular authors, and it drives me nuts because I'm just like, yeah, I can look back and say that Twilight is problematic now, but we could do the same thing with Friends or like any media that came out of that time. It's just it was problematic and things are getting better now. But at the same time, it's almost become popular to hate people like Stephanie Meyer and your modern day example is Sarah J Mass. It's like, we love to hate these popular authors. And a lot of them are women who made Mm -hmm. a name for themselves. And it's Mm -hmm. like, like, yeah, we can dissect these things or whatever, but it doesn't mean that she's trash. Like I still respect the woman a lot. I just don't like Twilight as much as I did at 15 and 16.
1: Yeah, it's definitely like I'm reading it and I'm like, I enjoy this. I like to think I have, you know, benefited from reading all these YA books. Mm -hmm. And I probably wouldn't pick it up and be like, I definitely want to read this as a new book now that I'm 28. Yeah. (laughs) but Like, yeah, it's like a good book and it's like easy to read.
2: Yeah.
0: And it hooks you in the first chapter. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I was like you said before i was shocked at how good that first chapter was and it's like okay now i remember why i wanted to read this
1: yeah mm. reading a lot of like fantasy and sci-fi yeah high fantasy and sci-fi you you end up like forgetting that sometimes exposition isn't needed mm-hmm. and i find myself so impressed with authors who can just cut to the chase So quickly and easily. Mm -hmm. And Stephanie Meyer does a really good job at that. She does. So much happened, and you don't feel like she was just jumping all over the place. Like it flowed really well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's an excellent point. Yeah. Even if Bella is so dramatic and 16 (laughs) and therefore extra dramatic.
2: (laughs) I mean, neither of you knew me at 16, but I was pretty Uh on par with that as far as melodramatics go. I was so dramatic oh
1: my goodness I am
0: still extremely melodramatic thank you very much (laughs) I am too but I'm just saying high school me yeah Yeah. we wouldn't probably not have been friends I think
2: (laughs) I think the opposite actually oh yeah yeah i attended well like i was like the loud obnoxious one in my group um i was a band kid so that was also a thing (laughs) but like i i used to like latch on there's so few people who got excited about this kind of stuff in high school with me like i was the oddball And so even like the Twilight channel that I joked about in my intro, like that was a real thing that I did. And I had a best friend at the time I did it with, and she was one of the few people who like was just as hyped about Harry Potter and Twilight and City of Bones and all this stuff as me. And so we bonded and we were both like loud, obsessive, melodramatic people. (laughs) Um, But like she was one of the few people in high school that I really bonded with over that. And it wasn't until I left high school that I found other people um yeah. to talk about this kind of stuff with so I I think we would have been really good friends in high school that's good well
0: one can only hope <laughs> yes Yes.
2: I mean we're good friends now so
0: <laughs> I like to think I'm a very different person to the Same. Hannah who existed in high school I do not like I hope very I am <laughs> if I've oh boy <laughs> yeah i am no longer or well that's not entirely true i'm working very hard on not being ashamed of the things i like because that is something yeah. that really got me when i was younger but i am ashamed yeah. of the things that i did <laughs>
2: as
0: a 16 year old yeah you know. the best part about being 28 is that we're not 16 anymore <laughs> thank god <Yeah. laughs> It's really nice not being intimidated by teenagers anymore, I have to say.
2: Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Gen Z is like. Yeah, they're doing
0: a good job.
2: They're doing a good yeah. thing. I respect Gen Z. Yeah. Really
1: intimidated by the TikTok teens. I yeah, I am too. Why. Do you think they hate being called TikTok teens? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like they would hate that.
2: But is it like the same as the uh, avocado toast and millennials uh, being yeah. snowflakes? Like, yeah. I feel I mean, like I would rather be called a TikTok teen than a snowflake.
1: Yeah,
0: I have no problems with being called a snowflake. Snowflakes are beautiful and original.
2: Yeah, that is a good analogy. Thank you, Hannah. I needed that in my life. That was that was beautiful.
1: <laughs> the The important thing about being a millennial is that nobody dunks on millennials better than millennials. So. Oh.
0: No, Sophie, you haven't seen what the TikTok teens are saying about us. Oh, I <laughs> oh, have. I have, actually. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> cutting.
1: I'm so glad I don't get hurt as easily as I did when I was a teen. Yeah.
0: Being a teenager is <laughs>
1: Anyway. Hard. Tangent.
0: Yeah. So I understand why Bella is dramatic as crap. Yeah. But also. I'm excited. Yes. Not to be 16 anymore. Oh, man. <laughs> Looking forward to being 30 and definitely do not have a... Uh, Midlight crisis already brewing no mm-hmm.
1: oh, no we've already got it taken care of at this age oh perfect we're doing it now
0: we've got it we've got it already
1: well um i think that about wraps it up for today uh for next session uh, we're gonna be reading a little bit more into the first chapter of twilight uh as well we'll have our hands on our um either pre-ordered or not pre-ordered but entirely regretted purchasing (laughs) of Midnight Sun. Uh, So we'll be talking a little bit about both chapters
0: next time. In the meantime, if you liked this episode, be sure to like it, leave a comment or a review or a rating, or you can find us on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, maybe TikTok, at
2: MidlightPod. Until next time, remember these wise, wise words from Twilight. (laughs) The forbidden fruit tastes the sweetest.
0: Oh, I <laughs> <hate it. laughs>